This isn't the radio, it's a podcast. A podcast by Healthy Obsession. It's not a podcast by a healthy obsession. The show is called a healthy obsession. Who's it by? Small golf soccer. Oh, for fuck's sake! But you said this is so. Out, out of ten, your intro six. That's poor today. It was a bit backwards. I'd say five. Yeah, I wasn't prepared this time. Either. <laughs> you know what's funny thing is, last week you mentioned where do I come up with my intros, and you mentioned do I do it on the toilet. And I did think about an intro on the toilet this week. Well, that intro was straight out of the toilet. <laughs> it's gone back in the toilet, yeah. I think now, because the first few were really good because you were... Unprepared. Yeah, you were unprepared and you were going off top and now you're thinking about it and they're getting worse. To be fair, that was off the top. Oh, that right. wasn't the one I thought of on the toilet. So the, the show is called A Healthy Obsession. My name's Adam Thurwell. Yeah. I am one of the uh, hosts and the notorious T.O.M., Tom Hurdle. That'll be me. Be joining me. Uh, the show is brought to you by Small Goal Soccer, the yeah. aforementioned Small Goal Soccer. Why don't you just do the intro from now on then? Well, I, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to teach you a couple. I'm trying to school you in the ways of production. Help me grow. Yeah, help you grow. Brilliant. So the inevitable uh, podcasting glory that falls upon you, you think, you know what? Adam taught me everything I know. Yeah, that's that's that will be it. <laughs> Thanks, mate. You're welcome. <laughs> so, 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 you, are you back on the coffees? You come in with a coffee? No, today? no, no, no. no. This, is a, this is a little. Uh, it's a citrus mint tea. Citrus mint tea. Yeah, I hate life. It sounds it's horrible. Absolutely minging. That sounds horrible. Tastes like. It tastes what I imagine sweat would taste like. <laughs> well, what do you mean? You've tasted sweat before. I haven't tasted sweat. Of course you have. You're a sweaty man. I'm. I'm sweating a little. It's hot in here today. I bet if you licked your top lip, you would taste sweat right now. <laughs> not sniffing it <laughs> what does your top lip smell like don't answer that Are you sure yeah definitely not <laughs> don't want to know what you've been up to in your spare time this isn't a podcast that gets into the personal aspects of life it's a broad range sports podcast big strokes we don't yeah we don't talk <laughs> Jesus oh fuck so what's going on mate I'm alright I'm just recovering from the weekend yeah you have a busy one very busy one. What were you getting into? Well, we had your uh, shindig. Yeah, I like how you said that. Congratulations, Adam and Pamela. Ten years of marriage. Thanks, mate. I'm a, I'm a survivor, or unless I laugh, <laughs> I shouldn't do that. So yeah, you're uh, a survivor. Yeah, I feel like a, I feel like a. That's Destiny's Destiny's Child song, that isn't it? I'm a survivor. Yeah, whatever, whatever that song is, that's the song that should be played because I've survived be stronger. ten years of marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks, mate. I think one of our friends, uh, what did Alex Conley refer to it as? A triumph of love. I liked that. Triumph of love. I like that. It's quite nice words. Very majestic. Pa- powerful. Powerful words. I read that and it, I thought, wow, yeah. Well, this is a triumphant feeling. Yeah. <laughs> On to the next 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked. <laughs> but it was great. You had a, a big old party. We did. A lovely little ceremony. It was good, right? I, I, I said that that's how weddings should be done. Mm. It wasn't like super like you had to be somewhere at a certain time and like this was happening then it was like 
when everyone's ready, when everyone's got a drink, we're going to do our little ceremony. Yeah, like get, let everyone get three or four drinks deep before we get kicked yeah. off, and then it just flows by itself, doesn't it? It did. The, the only person I felt bad for was uh, Father Ted, because he was really trying not to drink too much before doing his <laughs> uh, his little speech, and uh, he did a really good job. I loved it. He took it seriously. He was getting sweated by us as well. I felt bad. I didn't realise he was that nervous. Yeah, he nearly stepped backwards into the pool. Uh, Although he claimed he didn't, but I thought I kept nudging Pam. I was like... He doesn't need to take another step backwards because he's going to end up in the pool. So, so for the listeners, there's kind of a raised, uh, what do you call it, like a little patio, I guess? Yeah, deck. Uh, by, yeah, deck by the pool where Adam and Pamela were sitting at a nice little table, a little love heart table. It's nice, wasn't it? And uh, Teddy was up there standing next to him. <laughs> I guess Tommy Mack just kept going, he's getting closer, he's getting closer, because he kept uh, stepping back. It, I it's, know. it's a reasonable drop into the pool from the back of that. It wouldn't have been good. It would have been like a sketch from Father Ted. But he was confident that he wasn't close, so... I think he was closer than he thinks. I think so as well. But he did He did a brilliant job. He had a lovely little... Uh, it was nice, wasn't it? I don't want to keep calling it a speech. It was like a little story. He's told. a minister. Yeah. yeah it was, he's an official minister. But it was good. It was perfect. It was just the right thing. And then you, you did your <laughs> speech, which yeah. was... Uh, what did you do? You said you, you spilled water on your screen. Yeah, I didn't have any notes anyway. I actually didn't. There was no speech on my phone. Just, just reading off a blank phone. It was part of the uh, the gag. <laughs> there was no notes. And, uh, yeah, my, my son said that he, was, he did quite well. Oh, your son? He's going to be future president of America. Yeah, he did well. He's a he's a he's a definitely a public speaker. I didn't Jack. know he was going to do it. Did a great job. Yeah, did very good. Got all the people going as well. Everyone's pumped up after that. Yeah, yeah, got it. Just set set the tone. Didn't yeah. it? it was good. Yeah, it was a good weekend overall. And then after that, the party started. It did. Do you cut any few shapes? I was dancing. I ended up dancing with a big bird. <laughs> David O'Sullivan. I thought you said a big bird. A big bird. No, no, no. Easy. Hey. Easy. Back in your can't, box. You can't say that anymore. No. It's uh, disrespectful. Yeah, politically incorrect. Cancelled. Is it, is, it, is, is it PC to say big bird? Uh, it depends on the connotation around Would it. Would you be upset if I called you a little bird? No. Yeah. I wouldn't be upset if you call really? me anything. Oh, really? Yeah. Challenge accepted. I think you've called me most. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called most, anyway. So, yeah. yeah. But did you enjoy the day? It was great. Yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. As you said, it was. I think it was... It was just the speed that we needed. It wasn't too mm-hmm. stuffy, not too formal. It was. It was nice, and uh, yeah, good, good, uh, good way to celebrate a decade. Good scran as well. I was a little bit. I was very uh, <laughs> interested in what the spread was going to be. Yeah. So, well, we the had to do tacos. Tacos, didn't we? and they were unbelievable. Yeah. So it's just, it would. It's nothing's more fitting. Although a couple of the lads got uh, goaded into banging on too much hot sauce. <laughs> the red sauce was. It was a little vicious. spicy. Vicious. Well, I didn't. You know, I didn't even get any of my own food that I paid you for. Didn't. No. Not one taco. At a wedding. You never eat a wedding. I, get, I didn't get one taco. No tacos. No, not one. Zero. Zero. Scandalous. Yeah. Didn't, a couple. didn't eat at all. There was a bit of a uh, awkward. Uh, I don't know if you call it etiquette, buffet etiquette, because the girl, <laughs> as you were going through, asked how many tacos you wanted. So it was a bit like, what does that make you uncomfortable? No, it was like, like the first person, I'll just have one, please. Well, fuck off! You can't have one taco. So you didn't want to be shamed. So I've gone in on three, and that's opened the door for the next person to go four. Yeah, it, four's but, a good amount. They're only the street ones, yeah. right? So I went three. I wanted four, but I couldn't go from one to. I couldn't go from one to four. I walked back over to the buffet and to see if there was any food left and it was literally like someone licked the inside of the tin I'm pretty sure someone digs there was nothing in there it was just rinsed right? which is good that's a good yeah. sign and all of the beer got drank it, it, it finished at 2am the yep. bartender told me that all of the beer was gone I was like perfect oh she did a good job as well she was great yeah she did very good bottle of tequila rose came out at some point <laughs> yeah. I knew that was when trouble began yeah 
So overall, it was quality. Good weekend. Did you play football this weekend? I played yesterday. How did you, you score? We captain? We were you captain? Well, I wasn't captain. Uh, we won 4 1. Okay. Uh, I, we, we were 2 up in 10 minutes and I set up both goals. Did you? Yeah. Good the other team, respectfully, weren't very good. Well, you're playing League One standard. Yeah. You should be in the Premier Division. To be fair, you're right, but I like I like <laughs> what you like. <laughs> you like sandbagging. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> so you look fucking great. Didn't have to do much. Sort of sat in the middle of the park and just got the ball and pinged it. Nice. Yeah. Very so good, good mate. about it. Did you play it all this weekend? No, uh, I did not. I'm gonna play tonight though. Are oh, we playing tonight? Yeah, we've got a new. We've got. It's called a uh, turf club. Turf, turf club. Club. Yeah, turf club Mondays. I love the way we just call things a club. Just make now. stuff up. Yeah. Height club. Tight club. Pickleball club. Turf club. Yeah. Golf club. Phoenix Stoic Social Club. Yeah, lots of clubs. Ooh, clubs. You don't want to be involved in any club, do you, that wants you? No, 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 that's fair. <laughs> I think. No, I think so. I th- there was, a, there was a, a famous quote. It's like, I don't want to be a part of any club that wants me as a member. The second it becomes a club, I don't want to be part of it. When it becomes formalised, it's not cool. Ours is more of a cult than a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Should we talk about some soccer? Do you know what? Uh, one of our avid listeners, Mark Bloxham. Avid, uh, I like that word. Avid, he is. He, he pretends he doesn't care, but he's what he, he always definitely bring, cares. He always brings up the show. Yeah, so uh, he said we don't talk enough about football. Okay, and so then, let's talk and about then, more football. And then the little mug said because I like listening to you two know nothing about what you're saying, which is true. Yeah, I didn't watch any football this weekend, but we're gonna talk about it. I, I don't. I don't feel like that was. I don't feel like that's a slight. Oh, it's a jab. You think so? You didn't see a look on his face. Yeah. You're a smirk. It's all right. Yeah. He's still listening though, isn't he? I won't forget He's Mark. still going into the download count where we're pitching DraftKings. <laughs> Listenership. <laughs> yes. Listen twice. If you really like the show, listen twice. Because then we get double numbers. Hit play twice. And there's always things you miss. <laughs> Knowledge. Wisdom. Truth and understanding. Lies. Slander. Fake news. Pretty much. Yeah. And two guys that know nothing about football. <laughs> Let's talk about some. Talk about all right. So there's we talked. We just were talking uh, prep for the show. There was a real sort of weird spread of football the last week. It felt like it was a bit all over the place because you've got, got international football overlapping with a Premier League game, overlapping with uh, uh, Afcon and World Cup qualifiers and FA Cup games. It's a hodgepodge of football. It is. Let's start with Afcon. You'll start with Afcon. It was the final. Yes. Did you know the third and fourth place game was, was the better game? What was the score? Uh, I think it finished 3-3 regular time and it went to pens. It's always an interesting game, a third, fourth game, because they were could, into it. you can have the potential to say, fuck this, and you just play the lads that haven't played all tournament. Right. Or you go for it. No, it meant a lot to these two countries. Burkina Faso and who did the play? Can't remember. Anyway, maybe Cameroon. It was Cameroon. They lost in the semi-final, didn't they? Yes. Yes. So anyway, the final uh, was... Probably not the final that you wanted, but it was sort of standard for a final, right? It was nil-nil, and both countries a little cagey. Salah lost the plot uh, early in the game. He was out, or not early, I think it was towards the end, with the ref. He was getting a little frustrated, and his uh, Liverpool teammate, Mane, is uh, coming away with a spoil, so they won on penalties. I think the controversial thing that I heard that I, I was kind of stand out to me that I wanted your opinion on, Salah was put down to take the fifth penalty. As a coach... Do you want your better player, or your best player, well Salah's the best player by a mile, but do you want your best player kicking last? It's a bit of a strange debate, because everyone's jumped on it all of a sudden now, right? Mm. Um, Yes and no, it depends on what you've got in a squad, doesn't it? Because if you've got a bunch of good penalty takers already, then you probably want your cool cucumber. (laughs) Cool cucumber. (laughs) 
to take the last one, right? Because that's the pressure one if you get there. But if you don't get there, you look like an idiot. <sighs> you look right? like a fool. So it's one of those things that, like, it's a what if. Yeah. Like if it goes first and then someone misses the fifth one, everyone's going to go, oh, why is Salah taking the easy pen? <laughs> like, that's the way football is. Everyone talks shit about him and go, like, oh, he's he just taking the easy one. There's no pressure. This is true. And like, well, you can't win. So <laughs> should he have taken one? Well, he was lined up to take one. He didn't get there, did he? So you didn't ask the question, what would you have done as the coach? If you were the Egypt coach, what would you have done? Well, I don't know the Egypt squad that well, so I can't say if the other lines. Obviously, there was one that But missed, you know Salah's so. the best player. Yeah. All right, so what would you have done? I, I don't have a problem with him having Salah go fifth. Okay. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's foolish. You think you really think it's foolish? 100%. Really? Yes. Why? Because you need to get to the fifth. Guarantee your best kicker kicks third, always. Third, third penalty is the most important. You think so? Yes. Why? Because it could be one and the next kick, generally, if someone misses early on. Third's a big big swing on which way the penalty shootout is going to go. I actually don't disagree with what you're saying here. That's so there's actually some logic in there. Uh, there is logic. I'm not sure it's logic from you, but now I can twist it into logic. First of all, you sound surprised. Second, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I know lots about football. Con- counter to uh, the opinions of our listeners. <laughs> actually, don't. But I did make that opinion up on the fly. What do you think about it, though? Uh, I think third is not a bad shout for it for your best penalty taker because at that point you could be winning and it could be to go your third and then you're really feeling good. You score three in a row. I only but know- if you've missed the first two, you're still alive still. Exactly. So you need someone to score. So Perfect it's actually- logic. Look at you, mate. I only know that because it got said to me when I was about 15 and yeah. I was asked to kick third. And the coach... Oh, 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 of course they asked you. And they went, wait, wait, not Adam. Not Adam, <laughs> put the best player there. No, he said, he said uh, no, we need to, the best player should always kick third. So I, I saw it. I'm ready and he looks around at me and just shook his head I'm like you mate it's 20 you yeah. actually I wasn't even on the team <laughs> watching uh, right so, so uh, Senegal congratulations first time winners I like it when it's a new country wins an international tournament it doesn't happen often enough does it do you know what I like it yeah it's good it's always the same, the same teams rotation. win the World Cup because yeah, yeah. Egypt won it a few times in the last Egypt Algeria yeah. Yeah. Northern Algeria African does. teams yeah. yeah so it's good okay I like it. It was a good tournament. Overall. A lot of scandal. A lot of scandal. The, the number of mental things that happened in that tournament that just got brushed aside. Like if, if any single one of those moments would have happened in like a World Cup or a Euros, it would be like absolute meltdown. Imagine a referee in the Euros just ending a game early because he's got heat stroke or a goal kick, goalkeeper throwing the ball across six-yard boxes and just for no reason in the last minute for a 1-1 draw. Yeah, it's not great. It makes for good entertainment, but it's not, I guess it's not great for the overall branding of the... Uh... Or is it? Or maybe it is. Do we watch it because it's mental? I wonder what the viewing figures are like for the AFCON. No idea. Hmm. Gonna look that up. I did I did see that the AFCON, there was a stat. I'm trying to find it now. I can't find it, so I might butcher this. But someone uh, compared all of the penalty shootouts from 21-22. So you've got, what do we have? We had the Euros. You had, there was the Women's. Women's World Cup. World Cup was last year? Was it last year? No. No. They had four or five major tournaments. It was in 19. Yeah. Olympics. It was the Olympics. Olympics. The Olympics, men's and women's. Um, they had a couple of different tournaments that went through. And the tournament of the pens and the AFCON was the highest percentage of penalties converted in penalty shootouts. Hmm. And it was interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Should we talk about more international football madness? Go on. USA versus Honduras <laughs> in uh, Minnesota raised lots of eyebrows. Uh, froze lots froze of eyebrows. eyebrows. Yeah. So, what was the actual temperature at kickoff in Minnesota between the USA and Honduras? Is this a quiz question? Oh, it's just a question. Do you know the answer? Yes. Oh, I don't. Sixteen degrees. No, it was like uh, minus one. Minus one. And the wind chill factor was very high. Why? Do you, Do you agree as a coach? Because it's, it was supposed to be strategic advantage that Honduras don't want to play in piss cold Minnesota, but I think that's too cold. It's too extreme. 
They could have gone somewhere a bit more middle of the road. Minnesota, I find it interesting. Minnesota United, the Major League Soccer team, are not even training in Minnesota. They're in Florida for preseason. The schools were closed in Minnesota because of snow. But they played a game. But they played the soccer Deemed game. safe. That's insane. There's a couple of factors in this that I think are absolutely fucking insane. Uh, number one, how much of a mental... I don't even know if it's an advantage that the USA can pick between different climates and time zones to schedule a fucking home game. Countries like, that big. Like back home in England, it's like, well, it's, it's rain or it's rain or it's rain. Yeah, like, shit everywhere. You, know, you can't go, oh, should we play in the hot or should we play in the cold? You know, should we play, you know, altitude? Should we play in the, by the beach? What, what like, you can pick anything if you're in this. Well, they, 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 imagine they would decide we're going to play a home game in Alaska just for banter. Like, <laughs> what, what? What, what's your opinion on that? Uh, I think... Even against Honduras, they should be able to play them anywhere. Honduras, Honduras don't have a good team at the moment. So the US should just say, look, we're playing in Miami or yeah. Phoenix or whatever. I, I think you should Shameful. be confident that you can beat them regardless. The, the, I, I do like the shithousery of like, let's have, we've got that potential. Let's have a discussion about where the fuck don't Honduras want to go? Because they do it in Mexico all the time. Because they've right. got Ohio. Yeah, they go right? to Ohio, yeah. Which is always interesting, right? Um, <laughs> but also, like, surely from the, a competition standpoint, shouldn't the United States, and I get why they move around, not for this reason, they should be moving around for fans so it's access to watch the team, right? They used to do it in England when Wembley was closed. Right. You'd go play in Sunderland, and they play at Southampton. Then Quite you'd, go like that. you'd travel around, right? So people get to watch it. I liked it when they did it for the FA Cup final as well, when it was in like Cardiff yeah. or Old Trafford, traveling around, right? Yeah. But like, the, the, you should really, for the purpose of the competition, declare a home ground. I mm. think because think of the advantage of that. Like, well, we're playing Honduras. Let's go play in fucking minus five degree weather. <laughs> that's, that's not right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's a little fucked up. I don't, I don't understand how you're able to do that. Can't, Surely you should declare a home place. Yeah, you would think it was like, we have to play all our games in Kansas yeah. or whatever. Like, wherever your home One stadium spot. is. Yeah. Is there any other countries that do that? Does every... Do most countries have a home pitch? Which I think about, I don't think they National do. Stadium. National stadiums. Uh, France obviously do. Germany... Germany don't. don't. Spain don't. Italy don't. Portugal? No. I don't, don't think so. Maybe we're the weird ones. Scotland play at Hamden. <laughs> Yeah. Where do Canada put? They just move around, right? Uh, do they move around? I'm not sure. Don't I think know. They top team. their group, though. Yeah. Impressive. Who else is there? Yeah. Good question. Yeah, for, interesting uh, question. If you know the answer, phone in. Let us know. Yeah, let Educate us know. Educate us, Mark. Send us an email. Yeah. yeah like, all right. So that's where it's at. Uh, so that's the international football roundup. <laughs> you, so, someone, I saw pictures of people at that game, that Minnesota game, and their beers were freezing. Yeah, and had, so some lads had their shirts off. Lunatics. I, I think it's really well supported by the Minnesotans, give them credit. Honduras but, had to have players come off with uh, hypothermia. That's just insane. That's <laughs> bad, isn't it? You can't play a game in those conditions. Why was it allowed to be played? So the USA have nudged steps closer now to getting qualified for next year. Oh, this year's World Cup. Yeah. World Cup's this in year, December. Like three months. December. It's pretty, it's pretty much over. Fuck's sake. <laughs> February already. Anyway. <laughs> Anything else on uh, international football, Thomas? Nah, nothing. Should we go? Let's do the Club World Cup because that's going on. I, I didn't know that was happening. It's in Abu Dhabi, isn't it? It is in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Uh, the other extreme of weather compared to Minnesota. Is it hot there at the moment? Don't know. I, I just assume it's hot all the time. It's on the equator. <laughs> is it on the equator? Close to. Are you just throwing stuff out there? Because I don't know any better. Check. You, you check, intelligent. Check to see how close. I bet Abu Dhabi is very close to the equator. I'll, I'll have a look at half time. We'll come back and revisit that. Uh, Okie dokie. Uh, so anyway, the one thing that I wanted to pull from that, Chelsea are going to be the first Premier League team to experience semi-automated VAR, which is being utilised and tested at the Club World Cup right now. So FIFA have rolled it out. And I don't know if you saw this, Tom, but 
it was an offside call used um, this semi-automated technology and they got the offside call right and it only took 20 seconds for the piece of tech to buzz and sort of say it was offside. What, what do you mean semi-automated? So it's called uh, it's limb tracking technology. So it's limb uh, tracking technology. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> so there's 12 cameras uh, that are running up and down yeah. as a linesman would. So oh, there's no linesman? Yeah. G- oh, get rid of the linesman. You, you left out that part. So there's no linesman in the tournament? No. Interesting. No, I think the linesman's still there, but they're letting the tech make the decision. And if the tech fails, the linesman's like, shit. The linesman's going to get binned off yeah, next year. Like, oh, he's going to be unemployed by Christmas. I think all the linesmen, what are they going to do? That, this is coming into the... It's going to be at the World Cup this year, and then next year the Premier League's going to roll it out. Wow. So linesmen are dead. They're going to be unemployed. Referees are going to be soon behind them. What do you go into if you're a linesman and you get fired? Like, what what, what do you translate into? Uh, you, can't, you can't go into tennis because they've got Hawkeye. Carpenter. A carpenter. Go on, give me a reason. Um, you might be good at angles. Lines. Oh, oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Very good. <laughs> oh, you're thinking more along the line of sport. But I was thinking sport. <laughs> I mean, you can go... You, I like that angle. Yeah. yeah. Let's get my... Uh, they're going to be burned from getting sacked from football so yeah, I don't really want to go into sport so Stay away from sport let's go and get into something new yeah and I think that carpentry and industry type jobs like that are going to make a big comeback because the line's been getting fired yep <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be you know the butterfly flaps his wings all the way through yeah, yeah. yeah. and now, now there's going to be a domino effect global economic meltdown because all the linesmen get sacked brilliant not having that no not really yeah so they could be could be good at carpentry maybe I think what else? Uh, what else involves? Uh, what are those li- the guys that um, when you need lines on the road, you know, like painting lines Paint on the road? Lines, straight lines, yeah. Could do that. I was thinking. Uh, what? Where do you need a flag? What do you I was need thinking about uh, airports when they bring in the planes. Yeah, be good at that. That's a very good one. <laughs> yeah, would be decent at that. What was the back in the day when you used to go to war? They used to just have the bloke waving the flags, didn't they? And he, he always found that fascinating. Like that guy's going to get shot. Yeah, first. you don't want to be the geezer. I've, I, that's a good point. Playing the drums or waving a yeah. flag. Give me a gun. That's all. Give me a knife. Give me and, something. And, all right, I'll do the drums, but I'm going at the back. Yeah. I'm sending the front drum in and getting shot first. It's quite like war back in the. That's why I used to quite like war back in the day. Yeah. Um, that's very British of you. <laughs> There was a lot of respect. Like they'd both stand on the opposite mm. side of the hill and like they wouldn't start like they'd come and meet in the middle for a little chat before. Yeah, a little like here's the rules of the game. And then they'll trot on back and it'd be like, well you could have just killed him there. Job yeah, done. and they'd have the cannons and they get a modern day version of that. Like the, who's the ones that are mental are the ones with the arrows. They just fire all those arrows up in the sky. Coming out of the sky. <laughs> yep. I think they're three hundred, aren't you? I had Braveheart 300 whatever that would be a pain in the ass literally yeah I don't, I don't I don't know if I I'd, I think it would almost be better to be fighting with guns I'd rather get shot than sh- then you're shot a bullet than a, than a bloody arrow you just got to lie in a field with an arrow sticking through your shoulder yeah. where's an arrow in the side of your head <gasps> oh, for fuck's that sake doesn't kill you yeah oh, didn't that man. happen at the Olympics what yeah, that's happened. We'll look at that for half time as well. Abu Dhabi, someone got an arrow through the head yeah. at an Olympics at some point. The Olympics is going on right now as well. Winter Olympics, Winter yeah. Winter Olympics, yeah. yeah. And there was some... Uh, <laughs> I saw the craziest thing ever on Friday night. On. Did you see the thing with uh, Putin and uh, yeah. Ukraine? <laughs> yeah. And, and the Chinese Prime Minister. Scandalous. It was Soviet-era Cold War propaganda. Proper. It was aggressive. He pretended to be... So, so the Ukraine were 
athletes were walking out into the stadium and they cut to Putin in the stand, which is just mental anyway, and he just pretended to be asleep. There's, there, it's, a, it's a little dated now, but it's starting to make a comeback. Sporting events being used for propaganda purposes. Right? Yeah. You're all for that, aren't you? Definitely. And not a nice bit of propaganda. <laughs> Where are we at? Should we hear the half time we're, we're, we're at half time. We've got some research to do. We'll be yeah. back. Half time. Go and get yourself uh, oh, what, what's a nice half time snack. I'm having a citrus mint tea. Don't get yourself one of those. Hello, welcome back to the second half of A Healthy Obsession. Is this where I speak? Yep. Yep, we're back. You can jump in any time, mate. Yep. Contribute as you see fit. So, uh, Abu Dhabi is 1,700 miles north of the equator. Mm. For reference, Phoenix, Arizona is only 2,100 meters, nor- miles, meters. Roughly miles, the same. Miles north of the equator, so it's about the same. We're not nickel and diamond over 500 miles. Yep, yeah, we're not on, then it's not on the equator, is it? No, it's not close, but it's sort of close. It's closer than in uh, Iceland. I don't know if it is. Ooh, it definitely is. It is, it is. You're right. My uh, wife's cousins live on right on the equator in Brazil. On it? Like on it. Their city, the equator runs through a sea. It's pretty much 90 degrees all year, every single day. Interesting. And it's very, very humid. Because the equator is the middle of the earth, isn't it? Yes. If you're going east-west, not yeah. north-south. Correct. It's uh, latitude. Yeah. Interesting concept, the equator. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Some clever dick thought of that. Yeah. Bit pointless, really. Like, what have you accomplished with your life? Well, nothing. Well, I just invented the equator. Didn't invent it, though. There's always been a middle of the earth. Yeah, but he thought of the name. Well, equator. Yeah, but he, he, the concepts of the equator. It's called the middle line. The midline. <laughs> the middle of, of the Earth. world. Yeah. Would you have been shitting yourself back in the day on a boat and and potentially thinking you're sailing off the edge of the world? I don't think so. I think it's a bit silly. Even back then, people were stupider. You think, oh, oh, don't go over there. You won't fall off. But, fall off what? But common people, like peasants, were very stupid back then. They still are now, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, you've got more information now. Back then, you were just like, all right, mate, you scrub the decks, and we're going on a boat, and we might not come back. Um, yeah, I'm not a flat earther. I'm not a flat earther. <laughs> it's not for me. It's not what I asked you. What were you asking me? Would you have been sceptical if the captain had told you we might do, we might be sailing to impending doom? Or would you have been excited like an adventurer? Let's go for it. I'd just been like, mate, well, don't, don't sail over there then. What if, if, uh, if, if I was an uneducated peasant, which I'm not, <laughs> um, I'd have said to the captain, well, what are you doing then? Like, don't do that then. Would you consider yourself adventurous? Oh, I'm definitely adventurous. Are you? Yeah. Like the frozen pizza thing? Yep. That's pretty wild. I'll, I'll push myself out there mate. a family member said to me on Saturday that if you're not scaring yourself uh, often enough if you, if you don't feel afraid of something often enough you're not pushing yourself and he, <laughs> he just got back from a month in Peru yeah. with no electricity and he was studying plant medicine and uh, yeah he went by himself to a little village so in Peru so if you're not scared mm. you're not should be doing something to scare you 
I've heard that quote before for parties. Like, you, if you're not doing something that scares you, you're not really pushing yourself hard. For a party? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not really living. Wow. Do you think that's true for life? You've got to push yourself. You've got to be scared. You've got to be so nervous that things could go... Or, or if not, the stakes aren't high enough. If, right. you, if you're not really at the edge where you think, fuck, this could all go entirely wrong and I could be on the street next week. I've, I've, heard, it, the, the, <laughs> I've heard it phrases like, mate, being uncomfortable is good. Because you, you know you should always be uncomfortable. Because the second you're comfortable, you're, uncomfortable, you're not the best. You're not the best version of yourself. You know what I mean? You but it's be nice being comfortable, isn't it? No, you don't like being comfortable. No, I don't. That's all right. So next time, you're lazy when you're comfortable. Yeah, you get, that's you're true. Sloppy. You get inc- you're complacent. You get like you take things for granted when you're un- when you're comfortable. Is, are you saying all of these things cat. because you've uh, profited from Bitcoin spike this week? Was it spikes? You got no good time. I was about to buy you some Bitcoin for your uh, little shindig. That would have been nice. But I didn't. It's up 10% this week. Really? Yeah. I I bought Bitcoin last week. Oh, you told me. That's why I asked you. I haven't even looked at it. Don't look at it. Don't ever look at it again. Am I rich? (laughs) Am I fucking rich? It's gone up at least 10% this week. I'm going to spend some money. Can we just say, so so Bitcoin doesn't belong to anyone. It's decentralized, right? So we could just say the show is sponsored by Bitcoin. Well, it belongs to me because I own some of it. No, but I mean, as a whole, it's not a corporation. It's not, there's no central, like, we own the name of Bitcoin. Yeah, that's stupid as well. Who the fuck's in charge of it then? No, that's the whole. Po- that's the whole point of it. I hate <laughs> no that. one's in charge of it. Well, who's regulating it? Who's like? Oh, who's- see. It's people like you that are propping up the old banking system, holding us back from monetary revolution. I do like the old Bank of America? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the trusty savings account <laughs> that gives you point point one percent back on your money. Yes. <laughs> so I've made some Bitcoin. Eh? Yeah. Oh, I have. I told you. Or have I? Oh, fuck you, we can't be pausing this song while you look at yeah, your fucking Bitcoin right, account, mate. All, right, yeah. all right, let's get into the FA Cup. Back to football. Love. Snap FA out Cup. of it. Good weekend of FA Cup action. All right, tell us what the good part of it was that makes you say that. But it was a, uh, you know, it was it was good and it was bad. So there were it was upset central on the cards. There was a few games that didn't quite work out, but there was a lot of uh, yeah games that went the way I didn't expect them to go. Which is why the FA Cup's great, and we talk about this every time. Well, that's why we love the FA Cup. The magic of the cup. Do you know what I I do start believing that, A, there was a big... I don't think the gap between the top, top, top is that far from Championship League One. There's subtle differences, but like on any given day, they can compete, which I think like sometimes you forget because you go, Premier League players have played so much money, but that's not because of their actual worth. That's just the inflation of the game. Um, so, uh, what was the biggest upset? Because we, we had, I agree with what you're saying, but most of the Premier League teams that should have won won still went through. But they were, <laughs> yeah. pushed, but they were pushed close. So the biggest upset is probably Borumwood knocked out Bournemouth. Yes, I think that's the biggest one for sure. Okay, and then who else? Forest beating Leicester's not, as you just said, just a Championship team, but Leicester got smashed. It's four Absol- one. Leicester in a bit of trouble right now. Did you hear Brendan Rodgers' comments after the game? No, what did he say? So he basically alluded to like we we've got a group of players that you know the ones that are getting the opportunities right now aren't aren't good enough. And he <laughs> sort of had a real dig. He said they're they're not motivated, they're not driven. He didn't go into these exact words, but it was very much like he threw the players a little bit under the bus, which there's been some debate about. I agree with him. I think you're, you're either good enough or you're not. That's a, that, that's a derby game for them as well. They'll be disappointed yeah. to lose that. It's a, uh, not and, and Forest and Forest knocked out Arsenal in the last Forest are a decent team. Couple decent of big scouts. Yeah, and Leicester uh, are the holders. They, they uh, yeah, the holders are out. And four one is pretty shameful. That was conclusive. Well, uh, and that wasn't the biggest talking point from the game. So a man jumped on the field and well, threw was, a couple of haymakers. Well, there was trouble all around the game. Obviously, is a 
bit of a rivalry. So Derby. Derby. There was a bunch of trouble in the town before. I think there was a bunch of Leicester fans throwing chairs at a, a restaurant that was filled with families and, and uh, like, smashing windows. And I think they've been on the booze all day. Clearly, um, but yeah, and I think it was the fourth goal for Nottingham Forest. Some Leicester fan who is an absolute knob, by the way, um, ran on the pitch and he, he connected with a couple of punches. He was swinging all over the place. Do you think so? The man has been banned for life from watching Nottingham Forest and uh, um, no, excuse me, Leicester. He's football. a Leicester fan. Uh, football. And he's gonna. He's been arrested, so he's probably gonna do some time in prison, as he should. One hundred percent. Do you think that a more fitting punishment would be to do something like this? Get him lined up in the net, uh, uh, Leicester. Or excuse me, all the Forest players get to uh, take shots at him, like red ass style. <laughs> I think that should be part of his punishment. He has to do it naked. <laughs> Or is that capital punishment? Yeah, you go down a slippery slope here, mate. See you in Strasbourg. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a war crime, mate. <laughs> yeah, what I'm describing is a yeah. war crime. It, yeah, but that's all gone out the window now, hasn't it? Has it? The Geneva Convention. Open, open game now. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, he's a scumbag, that lad. And uh, yeah, that's that's, that's fuck, the bottom all jokes aside. That's fucked up. Yeah. Like players shouldn't be getting smacked. Well, we talked about it last week. We're heading towards where we're going to have fans behind nets or screens again, which is oh, he's shit. ruining it for everyone. We're only just getting back in the ground because he can't handle his fucking beer. Loser. It's a muppet. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that was a. Uh, so it's, for- it's scary though. For- Forest are through, and we didn't talk about the biggest upset of maybe them all this weekend. Who's that? Middlesbrough beating Manchester United. Mm, you, is it an upset? Definitely an upset, but I wouldn't say it's the biggest. It wasn't. I, I was watching the penalties and I thought, well, you know, it'd probably lose it, but I don't think it's going to be the biggest shock in the world. Right. Uh, you know what the shocking part of it is? Is the strength of the team you put out. Well, and I. I you didn't. You, I, weren't, you weren't putting any punches. You put out a full squad. United should have scored. United should have been 4 0 up. They, it's just awful, awful finishing. From right. Ronaldo missed a penalty. Yep. It's terrible. Not he taking their chances. He put it wide, didn't he? He did. He put it wide. And, and there's a lot of talk about the Greenwood situation affecting the team, which you got to imagine it's, it's accurate, right? It's a big, serious oh, yeah, uh, yeah, thing yeah, going sure. on. So that's got to throw the team chemistry off. But honestly, got no excuse. Some of the chances they were missing. Fernandez missed a sitter. There was oh, Rashford missed a sitter. The one off the keeper. Yeah. He passed it to him. Keeper gave it to him. You've you got to take those chances. The fair play to Middlesbrough. I don't know if you watched the shootout. The shootout was outrageous. Some decent pens. Some great pens. Yep. So uh, you wanted to give someone a special mention, uh, Bamba, was it? Sol Bamba. I mean, it's not like I am his mate and I want to give him a special mention, but yeah, he's, was he recovered from cancer? Yes. Yeah, and he banged in a pen. Nice pen. And he's, he only came on for the pens. Right in the top bag. Interesting they only bought him on for the pens. It's bold. Yeah. See, you're going back to my third, best yeah. player third... I mean, England suffered at the Euros because of this because they chucked uh, three players, I think, brought three players on to take penalties and they all missed. Oh, really? Yeah, remember in the summer, uh, Rash, uh, yeah, Rashford missed. Um, the ball lost the boy at Arsenal. Under your theory, United are fucking clueless. Yes. Because your third penalty taker was Fred. <laughs> hey, he's never missed a penalty. So what are you, what are you on about? Fred took third. So, so there's also some other highlights from the game. What did the uh, Middlesbrough player have to say about Ronaldo when he stood next to him? Oh, I do like this one. <laughs> he called him beautiful, didn't he? Have you ever come across a man that you just can't stop for, kind of look at and think, wow, he's a beautiful man? Yeah, I've got mirrors everywhere in my house. <laughs> I was going to say, e- every Monday on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, what was it, D- Dale Fry. So I didn't dare look at him, to be honest. But when I did, I was like, he looks fake. 
he but does he look like fake. Madame Tussauds. He looks like a, a cartoon character. A he bit. said he said he's so beautiful in real life. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Mark doing just be like. Wow, he's beautiful. What a weird comment. But, but, I don't think Ronaldo's a good-looking man. Do like, you not? I think he looks greasy and like, ugh, a bit slimy. He's not, I honestly don't think he's a good-looking man. I don't look at his face and go, that, he looks attractive. Who do you think is... No, he's, uh, got, he's got a ripped body, no doubt, but he's, he's not a pretty-looking face. Who like, do you think's the best-looking footballer in the world, Dan? Ooh, that's a good question, that. <laughs> You're going to be thinking about that when you're falling asleep tonight. Dreamy footballers. <laughs> We're going to come back to this next week. Okay. Because we've talked about ugly footballers before, but never like beautiful footballers. You want to take your time on this one, don't you? Oh, I really do want to dig. Scour the internet. I'm going to have reasons. For yeah. pretty footballers. I'm going to come in with a folder of pictures of good-looking footballers. Historically, there's been... De- Ginola was a good-looking boy. Good-looking. Be- Beckham. Stunning. Beckham, good-looking boy. Yep. Hmm. Else is very good Currently. Looking. Who's currently the best-looking footballer in the world? Yeah, tough one. I'll come All back right, on come that. back to that one. Come back on that. FA Cup. What else is happening? Kidder Minister Harriers had a nice little showdown with West Ham. Then, as Tom said, they ran them close. West Ham edged them two one. Declan Rice. I saw this headline and it turned my head. Speaking of um, good-looking men in some sort of weird way, this all ties together. Declan Rice uh, showered with the Kidder Minister team after the game. You what? Yeah, but I read the headline and it, I was like, wait, Declan Rice is showering is with that, the... Is that because they shared, like, there's a communal showering between the two changing rooms? Yeah, so it was uh, a communal, but it, yeah. uh, the West Ham players had finished. Rice was doing interviews yeah. and then the Kinder Minister team were in the showers and so Rice showered with the Kinder Minister Harry players. It's a bit of a non-event really, isn't it? But we were talking it comes about, across weird. Yeah, I, I felt like it should be talked about. Do you think Declan Rice is a good-looking man? Is that where you're going with this? He's not a bad-looking chap. Do you find that interesting concept of a shared shower with the opposition? <laughs> it doesn't seem like a, a good combo. It could be big problems. Big problems. I guess normally it's the home team lets the away team go first. Yeah, you think so, could, right? That could go badly as well. What if they use all the shampoo? We we want to uh, chat a little bit about Tottenham's game. You want to talk about that at all? No, I want to finish up this Kidderminster game first. Did you watch okay. it? Okay, I saw wild. the highlights. Yeah, I saw I mean, the highlights. They were excellent. They obviously got really fatigued. West Ham equalised in the 91st minute. Correct. Declan Rice, good goal to be fair. He's a good player. I hope um, United sign him. He got a bit of a slating for uh, his celebration. <laughs> for showering Jackson. with the Kidderminster players. <laughs> he got a bit of shit for his celebration. Everyone was like, oh, well, it's a last minute goal against Kidderminster. You shouldn't... Like, no, listen, if you love football, you score a last minute goal, it doesn't matter who you're against, you celebrate, right? Whoever says shit like that sh- just shouldn't be allowed to watch boring. football ever fucking yeah. again. You're just a bore. Yeah. Fuck off, basically. So, so, so they've done that, and then in the 121st minute extra time, they scored the winner, and it was a really shit goal. I know, it's a sad way to lose. Did you like the pictures afterwards of the Kidder Minister staff sat with David Moyes and his assistant? What were they drinking? I saw they are having a little drink. They're having a couple of tins. He's got a tin, but I think Moyes has got a glass of wine. He's, having, he's on the red. He thinks he's Fergie. I hate that. <laughs> he thinks he's Fergie. Like the, ki- the kiddie manager's got a couple of cans. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a can Carlin's. of Stella. He's like, yeah. have you got, you got any Merlot? Have you got Cab Sav? <laughs> I brought my own red. Fuck <laughs> off, Moisey. You'll have a Stella or nothing. Hey, there's nothing wrong. Moisey's a classy guy. I did like the picture of the office, though. It was quite funny because the... the the Kidderminster manager's desk is somewhat a decent size and then the assistant's just got this like well it's actually like this desk we're using it's like a w- w- wheelie desk a little wheelie wooden desk why is it on wheels I don't know and it just it looks a little uh, a little shameful <laughs> doesn't it it's brilliant if you were the assistant manager somewhere would you be upset if that was your table I, thought, I wouldn't sit at it because it just looks you can't even put anything on it <laughs> what is it yeah alright we got anything else for the FA Cup before we move on yeah Chelsea Plymouth Okay, yeah, Chelsea Plymouth. Plymouth for highlights right. as well. Plymouth for one 0 up, right? Mm. Early. Chelsea hit the bar three or four times right after that. They hit the post, they hit the bar. 
they're obviously battering them for a while I, and they're going to Qatar this week or uh, excuse me Abu uh, Dhabi Abu Dhabi yep they go to the equator yes they go near the equator yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah I mean, Chelsea are a strong team too and Plymouth pushed them all the way went to extra time Plymouth got a penalty with what two or three minutes left and then missed it it was a bit of a dodgy penalty I don't think it was really a penalty heartbreak but missed it and that would have pushed it to pens so, so, so t- there were some teams pushed all the way this round the and magic of the FA Cup's dead I like that everyone's putting their strongest teams out yeah, I think, as you said, it means a lot to a lot of players. What a win swing. It's, it's, a big, it's still a big enough tournament that you, like, you give a fuck. Declan yep. Rice wants to win the FA Cup, right? Like, people, that want, they want to play what? and win that tournament. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, it's a great tournament. So. I love the FA Cup. Do I think if there's anything else we've missed? Obviously, no, if it would touch all the FA Cup stuff. Yeah, so a co- co- yeah. couple of quick bits before we, uh, we crack into maybe a hot topic. I don't know yet. Um, I don't know if you saw Celtic played Rangers in the week and won 3-0. Yes. And and Rangers keeper McGregor was outrageous. He made three or four world class saves, but when the opening goal went in, the ball boys behind the net all just were pointing in with a thumbs up. At him. <laughs> <laughs> it was quality. I saw a lot of uh, there was a lot of talk about the atmosphere it was supposed to be unbelievable. I I was watching it and it, it gave me chills. Uh, the hair, you know, when your hair is back on, they were singing yeah. "You'll Never Walk Alone" when the players came out. It was outrageous how good that atmosphere was. You missed that in the old phone days when there was no fans on right. the ground. It was it was unbelievable. I was chatting with a. Uh, Brian and Sean on Saturday and they were going on about a moment before kickoff. they reckon the Rangers players were all fucking confused <laughs> because they blacked out the stadium before kickoff and just put a green light on the Celtic right. huddle on the huddle <laughs> and they believe that really fucking messed with the, uh, with the Rangers head very good I do like the light show before a game now like yeah. Spurs do it as well it's, it's quite it's getting very popular, isn't it? The only thing is, there's some there's some arguments at Spurs that it takes away from the fan atmosphere because the music drowns out the fans and it's a little bit productiony. See, I hate goal music, and I do agree with that. I, I don't think there should be like the the Celtic atmosphere. The music was cut, and the fans were all singing. Yeah. I think they should have the light show. Okay, fine, yeah. but I think the music. I hate goal celebration music too. Yeah. That's rotten. I agree with that. Absolutely They were wrong. doing it during COVID, weren't they? But yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Uh, and that was probably the lowest point ever in football. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brutal. You want something uh, something funny? St. Etienne have signed uh, a player and he was mistaked for it. His name's uh, Joris Nanganon. I'm probably going to butcher that last name. And he uh, was mistaken. He wasn't allowed into the training ground because they thought that he was a security guard because he showed up for his first day of training 20 kilograms overweight. Fat lad. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and this is after Sevilla booted him off because he would let himself go. No way. And they would have let him in the training room because someone did. Like, no, there's no way you're a pro footballer. Oh my God. <laughs> Showed up. Do you, who gets in trouble for that? The security guy or the player? Like, because you can't tough really one. drag the security guy in and be like, mate, he's a player. Come on. It's a well, tough one, isn't it? It's minging. We, do you want to, have you got a hot topic? You got something you want to talk about? I've got two things. Okay, hang on. Two parts. Hang on. Go on. So I want to talk about the Deli Alley stuff this week. Okay. It's got under my skin a bit. All right. Um, right, because he's left Spurs now, so you can well, talk yeah, shit yeah. about it. No, no, no. I'm supporting him. Oh, you defend Because yeah, you def- still love him. I'm in defence. On defence. In defence. <laughs> in defence. I'm in defence. Okay. Um, no, he's, he's got. So he, he obviously went to Everton. Um, good for him. I think he'll kickstart him again, hopefully, because he was he was just ambling it, over. If he gets in the team, <laughs> you get the team. Um, but he, he showed up to training in a Rolls Royce, which was reported and. He got slagged off for that. Oh, why would you show up on your first day in Rolls Royce? We're supposed to go out and buy a shit car. Like, oh, so everyone will like me. What are you? I don't understand the, the point of that. Oh, he's a pro footballer. Yeah, so. like, pro footballer show up in Ferraris. And, and, then, and then he got slated for what he wore when he got announced on the pitch. What was, was he wearing? He, he was wearing some jeans and a right. bit of a jumper, I think. Okay. It wasn't, wasn't my style, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I wouldn't wear it. 
but I don't see why anyone why, why there's a lot of pundits that have slagged him off and talked shit about it. Like someone said, "I oh, look like I got dragged in off the street." Well, <laughs> he can wear what he wants. It's, see, why I'm, is that a conversation piece? I think that's definitely just an age thing. It's just it's, it's pundits showing their age. But I am a traditionalist where I would like to see new signings pre- presented in a sure, blazer imagine. with the club logo on and a tie. And I think that that's that's the way to, it should be done. But times move on. I used to love the uh, the man. They'd have the manager and the player in a shirt between them and a handshake. Yeah, see, that should be the staple of every announcement of a new player. It should it's, be the manager and a player and a shirt and the number on the back and the name. Absolutely, that 100%. should be the old school way of doing it. And they should be coming out there on the tunnel. They should yeah. do the shake, hold the shirt up. That, that's it. I like that. So, or or the way that Real Madrid did it years ago <coughs> with a uh, can't which player it was, but he came out of the smoke. And then he couldn't. Then he couldn't juggle. Yeah, remember it was, but it was yes. quite funny. Was it um, Rodriguez? James Rodriguez. He couldn't juggle the ball. <laughs> yeah, he kept dropping. The Very ball. funny. But outside of that, yeah, go back to the old school. So that that, that annoyed me because I don't understand why uh, those no. opinions float into football and like, why have you got to talk about his bloody clothes? Like, it doesn't matter. Just because you dress differently. Yeah. No, it really annoyed oh, me because it's like it's a distraction piece. It shouldn't matter, really, should it? No. Times change. Things move on. And then uh, I had another part of that hot topic. Uh, where is it here? I've got another little thing to throw in. Go on. I saw that Masters football is potentially on the way back onto television. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so for anyone that doesn't know, especially in the US, because this was, how long ago was Masters football? 20 years ago? Yeah. Stop doing it. So it would be five-a-side tournament, and it would be Masters um, from each team would be represented. I'm loving that. Once they're like sort of 40, 50. I love it. a bit older, and there's talk of it coming back. Oh, outstanding. I'd love to see that. I want to host a Masters tournament. Yeah? I think we could do that. We could. I think there'd be an interest. There's an appetite for it. Like a Legends. Yeah, Legends, yeah. US Legends. Yeah. In Vegas. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be That'd great. Be fun. Yeah, there's, a, there's one. You could do that yeah. in multiple sports as well. Flag yeah, basketball. Football, bring all the old NFL guys out. Yeah, that'd be great. Basketball would be class. They do a 3v3 basketball, don't they, with all the older guys? They do. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's in New York every year. It's epic. Yeah. All right, so uh, do you want? Uh, go, do you have Se- this one? Second piece. Go on. Was, uh, this was something I was reading up to. Yeah. B. <laughs> part two. Part two. Um, you sounded very East Coast. Then. Pat. Boston, part Pat two. two. <laughs> um, <laughs> My name's Pat. You know, I saw this come out about the US men's national team. Um, very strange, but during the World <coughs> Cup qualifying camps, US soccer flies in two barbers from New York City, um, who they've, I love the wording of this, who they've developed a trust with the players and they've been a hit. So they stay for a few days and they just cut the guy's hair. Is that weird? The quote is, you know, the way the guys look is important to how they feel on the field. Is that weird? I agree with that. Would you do you believe in flying in two hairdressers for the whole team? Mm. What? I mean, what else do you want them to do? Go, go down supercuts in Minnesota? Yeah. You no get so, your haircut before you no. go to camp. These these boys are vain. They're professional athletes, mate. They, they're going to Minnesota, and no disrespect to the Midwest, but wearing you're beanies not, everywhere because it's fucking Baltic. But you're not getting the same cut in Minnesota that you're getting in New York or get California the cut before you leave. <laughs> I'm off to national team camp. Oh, get my haircut on Friday because I'm leaving on Saturday. Like, what are you talking about? You got to fly the fucking barber. <laughs> it's a little bit prima donna. It's nonsense. It's a bit prima donna. I know I'm, I'm completely opposite of what I've just said about wear what you want. But I think <laughs> this is diverish. This is too much. No, you've, why is national if you want to bring your hair your barber you fucking fly him in this is a, you've just contradicted yourself within the same hot topic if you bring a barber in, bring your own barber oh, it should so be the federation it's not okay for US men's national team to do but Deli Ali gets a pass he doesn't bring his barber he didn't bring how'd you know he didn't bring his barber to training did he 
maybe he brought it to the signing maybe he was getting a trim before he walked out on the pitch <laughs> I just think like maybe just plan ahead do you want one last thing to, to wrap up what have you got well that was the end of this week's hot oh, topic so just, I just found this amusing because uh, I thought you might like this so I was reading a bit about uh, Julian Nagelsmann yeah. Um, Bayern Munich manager and I was reading a story about he keeps his wife up during the night shouting Bayern Munich players names no he doesn't yeah what it was his quote give me some theory it's no, like, the uh, he's dreaming about football right oh, does it in his sleep in his sleep yeah Jesus Christ do you think you're that mental about football no I do not do you ever out. talk about football in your sleep no have you ever talked about anything has your wife ever pulled you up and said you know you were talking about something when you were sleeping no I don't think so I know where you're going with this yeah, yeah. I could see Guardiola doing that and all the mad like obsessive people no way definitely that's just no <laughs> is that too weird for you very strange should we end the show on that note scary do you want to add anything else no, before we finish I thought, I'm sure I'm ready to leave this behind you go on then give, us, you a, ever, give us your Tom's do you, final do you ever talk in your sleep uh, I've been known to really? I, I mean I don't consistently but you just shout bitcoin <laughs> yeah <laughs> buy the dip different coins <laughs> show is brought to you by bitcoin and smallgoldsoccer.com and a future gambling company and a future yeah but they're, they're, they're currently a gambling company mm. they'll be future sponsoring the show negotiations are ongoing still We're tra- yeah I asked for way too much money I like that oh, I want to go high start high and they'll meet in the middle one also then they associate the show with value Right, they think, oh shit, these guys are asking for the big dog dollars. Or, or a big scam. And then they've realised we're frauds and they pull the contract. Bastards. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Alright, thanks for listening everyone. It's been Healthy Obsession. We'll be back next week, potentially Friday, if we get some fucking money introduced into this, we <laughs> this don't get ongoing paid. facade. We don't get paid, we ain't recording. Alright, we're out of it.